Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. This morning, I am going to just share some really simple things with you that um, God has been speaking to me about recently and that I've been um, implementing in my own life that I think will be really helpful for this next Um, this upcoming season where we're going to be looking at 1 Corinthians together, which David is going to launch next week. And uh, Chris did a really fantastic job a few weeks ago now of just preparing us with the context and understanding of the book that we're going to be looking into. And um, sometimes it it can be difficult to understand how important those things are until you look at the uh, certain interpretations and understandings of the word which have no basis in the context of which the word was written into the context of what the book is trying to communicate and actually those things really protect us from going down areas of error and heresy in the worst cases but those things are great safeguards for us and so thank you Chris for preparing us in that because it's really helpful for us so thank you and today What I'd like to do and I'd like the outcome of today to be is that we feel really prepared and ready in ourselves to receive the word that's going to come. And um, I I think it's it's so exciting for me when we start to think about doing a new series because what we're able to do is we're able to build and build and build towards something. We're able to build the word into ourselves, into our lives. We're able to build the word into new practices and new applications in our life rather than um, sometimes where we hear a word and it's great and it's inspiring, but then we just have to take that in and of itself and that's all we have. But actually, as we're preparing for a new series, I'm just, I'm just really excited for what's going to come from it. The preaching and the teaching of the word is really, really important, okay? And it's okay to admit that even if you're not somebody that does that regularly, okay? I really appreciate the importance of dentistry, okay? But I'm not going to be pulling out anybody's teeth. (laughs) And my inability to do that or um, or just because it's something I don't do doesn't make it less important. And so it's okay to appreciate how important the preached word is, even if that's not something you do. But what is even more important, arguably, than the preaching and teaching of the word is something that we can all do, which is receive it and do something with it. (laughs) Because otherwise, it's just a noise. Otherwise, it's just words. But actually, for each of us, it's so important that we take hold of the word that comes to us, whether it's something that we're reading for ourselves and the Lord speaks to us, whether it's something that's taught, whether it's something that's taught elsewhere that you hear and you know it's the word of the Lord. But it has to produce something in us. It has to produce something in us. Whether we uh, ourselves have spoken and preached to thousands of people or whether it's... Um, or whether you know you're a new Christian, it doesn't matter. The importance, uh, the importance of taking the word and doing something with it, with it is critical, critical, and that we never grow tired of that. The scripture that um, really struck me uh, that I'd like us to work from this morning is in two Corinthians three eighteen. If you'd like to turn there. It says in 2 Corinthians 3.18, but we all, 
with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from uh, the Lord, the Spirit. I'd like to read that again. Um, We all, with an unveiled face, this is the the veil that... um, that is over those who are under the law, okay, that are under sin. We have an unveiled face now. It's been taken away. We behold the glory of the Lord and we are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Slightly different translation, that's the NIV. Now, sometimes, at least for me, it can be really easy to think that change only happens in massive chunks. That actually I haven't really changed unless there's been like a big dramatic shift. But it's interesting the choice of words here. From one degree of glory to another. And is often we don't even notice like degrees of shift until it's moved enough that you can look back and realise I've totally changed direction. <laughs> One degree of glory to another doesn't mean massive, huge shifts every day. It means incremental change, incremental shift. I realise the the word here, um, degree, probably isn't referring to (laughs) degree in the same way as I'm explaining. But I know and I see in Christians' lives time and time again that it's the small changes It's the moving towards Jesus every day. Moving towards him little by little. That's what matters. That's that's how people change. That's how Jesus chooses to work on us. And if we're taking time to behold the Lord in his word and in prayer, being in his presence, appreciating his creation, then you and I are being changed by degrees. But the caveat to that is that it's the Lord who is the Spirit that does this. And so if we want to change, it's really important that we're walking in step with the Spirit, that we're walking filled with the Spirit, that we're walking in line with Him, in in life with Him, because that's when we hear His voice. That's when we um, take those moments of just recognising what He's done. That's when we are open to the voice of the Spirit to change us, to say, hey, I want to tweak this, I want to change this. I'm going to, this is a degree I want to work on right now. And so to prepare ourselves from what is going to come from the word over the next few months, I just wanted to share three practical things that I'm doing in my life at the moment, which many of us will be doing in different ways, I'm sure, um, but are helping me to live a life full of the Spirit, okay? They're not the only things. They're not the only things I'm doing. They're not the only things you're doing. I'm sure many of you have certain things that I've not even, uh, that I'm not doing right now. But I just thought these things would be practical helps to us because it's so important that you and I are living in step with the Spirit. And if we want to get the most from the Word, which is inspired by and brought to life by the Spirit, it's important that we're living full of Him. Okay? And with Him. Um, so... The first thing is this, don't settle, okay? And it's really simple, and it's really straightforward, but actually, as a Christian in the West, settling is actually really, really easy to do. 
it's really easy to slip into. It's really easy. And that's not to say, like, that that's at any point during the journey, okay? That it's, it's really easy for me to settle, okay? It's really easy for Rich to settle. It's really easy for Will to settle. It's really easy for Holly to settle. It's really easy for Ethan to settle and think, like, where I am right now is quite good, right? Okay, I'm, I'm walking with the Lord, you know, I've kind of... You know, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm walking with him. Life is pretty good. Uh, everything's okay. So maybe I can just take a step back, you know? Maybe I can just get some of my Sundays back, you know? Maybe I can just have a few evenings off. Maybe I can just, you know, just let some of the younger blood come up and do it, you know? I've done my stint, okay? I've done my time. It's really easy, But Abraham spent his entire life seeking a city that he never found in his earthly life. He'd seen something of a city whose foundations was God. And that's what he wanted. And he wasn't prepared to settle for anything less than that. And you and I have seen a person and a kingdom that if we look at it, we're going to want. <laughs> that it's, if you've tasted of the age to come, if you've tasted of Jesus Christ... When you really think about it, you can't settle, you can't stop, you can't give up. And even if you go through a season where if you're honest with yourself, and I've, you know, this is it's my, myself as well, is when you go through seasons and you think, I've just, I've taken my foot off the gas or I've settled a little bit, um, you can carry on again. That's not the end. That's, right. That's not the stopping point. You can continue. You can say, do you know what? I'm going to pick up all my stuff. I'm going to pack it up again and I'm going to start moving towards the kingdom and the person that I've seen. And so, you know, for me, practically, one of the real, one of the funny and silly indications of that for me is, am I setting an alarm? I can really easily tell in my own life whether I'm settling a bit, whether I'm taking my foot off the gas a little bit. Um, sorry, I've got beard hair up my nose. It's really bugging me. But anyway, um, the, the things that people don't tell you the trials and the tribulations of having a beard. Um, but for me, if, I'm, um, if I am uh, not setting an alarm on my phone, okay? Now, the past year or so, okay, I haven't needed an alarm because <laughs> I've been awake most of the time. Um, but, you know, now, Amelie's settling into a nice little routine. We're getting there a little bit. You know, we're, yeah, praise the Lord. Um, you know, this whole night's sleep, even for Lauren, I mean, it's, it's miraculous, it feels. And you know, it's, it's easy to keep the alarm off right now. Just think, oh, you know, I've got a year of sleep to catch up on. But actually, I could, I could get up a bit earlier. I could spend some more quality. It's not like I don't spend any time with the Lord. It's not like he's become a, you know, a distant friend that I don't talk to or anything like that. But I just know that if I'm setting my alarm, it's because... I, I know what I'm going to do if I get up. Yeah. And that's to have some quality time with the Lord yeah. where I don't have to just squeeze him into, you know, time with him into everything else that I'm doing, but there's going to be quality time for me and him to be together. And so if I go a little while and my alarm's not set, I know, ah, Mike, do you know, that's a little check for me. I need to just pick things up again. So I'd really encourage you this week, um, ahead of David kind of introducing the series next week, to examine yourself, okay? I've, I've been doing this. Examining, my, examining myself and being honest in any attitude where I know I've settled a little bit. 
in any area of your life with God. Maybe it's, um, do you know what? I, I just, I, my devotional life, reading the word, praying, I can't do it. And so I'm just going to stop trying. Maybe it's, you know, um, maybe it's things like, oh, I've never really moved in a spiritual gift once or twice, but I'm not that, you know, I'd, somebody else can do that. Or I don't really understand them, and so I'm not going to try. But the word says to eagerly desire the spiritual gifts. I don't know about you, but I really want to see more spiritual gifts when we gather together. Okay? And if you just said yes to that, okay, then you have to be part of making that happen. (laughs) Okay? And I say the same thing for myself because I know the seasons in my life where I've moved much more regularly in gifts of the Spirit, in much more variety. Okay? So I'm saying it to myself as well. I say I want to see that. So my question has to be, God, what do you... How am I going to be used in that? The new life groups are a great opportunity for us to start fresh and go, this life group is going to be a place where we see the power and the demonstration of the Holy Spirit together. (laughs) Philippians 3.13, one of my absolute favorite scriptures. I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. That has to be our attitude. Let's decide this week together, I'm moving on into what God has for me in this next season. And any area which I've settled, I'm going to move a degree. I'm going to move a degree in the right direction the second thing is thankfulness I love this this morning and I'll come up you'll see this in a second but I love what God when God is talking to us and speaking to us and it's exactly what you're going to share on but I love the testimonies this morning love them and one Thessalonians 5.18 says in everything give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus That's a thankfulness that will scour the situation to find something to be thankful for. It will look, that is is an attitude and a thankfulness that will say, no matter what this situation is, there has to be something to praise God for. And I am going to find it. Ephesians 5.18, do not get drunk with wine for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Giving thanks is so key to living full of the Spirit. It is the, the fundamental bedrock, I think, of when the Holy Spirit pours into us, we pour out praise. We pour out thanks. Exactly what Cindy shared this morning. Praise will erupt from us. Thanks is how we go on being filled with the Spirit. And so I've been practicing for a while now, giving thanks as much as possible in every situation. Finding the silliest and most ridiculous things to give thanks for. But if they're good, they're from the Lord. So, show of hands, when you drive into a car park, are you the kind of person, put your hands up, if you park in the first available space you see? 
Yes, there's a few sensible, mainly men in the room. Thank you. And Alice, thank you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying that it, was, it was a fact. It wasn't a statement about gender. Thank you, Linda and Alice. Thank you. Okay, all right. It was an agenda thing, all right? <laughs> cool. Nearly cancelled then, wasn't I? Gosh. <sighs> Sweating. <laughs> um, <laughs> who, when they drive into a car park looks for the closest spot possible, the most convenient spot possible when they drive into a car park. Okay? Other sensible men and women, all, you know, it's fine. But if you are married to me and your name is Lauren, here's how you could be thankful in all circumstances when I'm driving us into a car park. You could say... Thank you, Lord, that the first available space he saw was close to the shop. <laughs> or you can say, thank you, Lord, that my legs work and can carry me from the furthest part of the shop for no reason whatsoever, and I'm getting my steps in. But in all circumstances, even though it's raining, Lauren can be thankful in that circumstance. Something slightly more serious. But equally, a way to give thanks in all circumstances. In Zambia, I pulled a muscle and trapped a nerve in my back. Oh, it's grim. It was really grim. And I was basically in agony for about six weeks, constantly. Constant pain. Um, just more, just a totally different pain than I have ever experienced in my whole life. Was the most long-lasting thing I've ever experienced in my whole life. And um, here's, and, and, and I still can't feel my finger. Um, but that's going to come back and that'll be okay and um, I, I didn't see a miraculous healing I've in no way seen a miraculous he arguably it's taken way longer to actually get resolved than, um, than other people in this situation okay? however, this is how I've given thanks during that situation these are some of the things that I've given thanks for thank you Lord that I can still walk that was very helpful in Zambia <laughs> thank you Lord that I've been able to download a book to my phone because staring at the ceiling was miserable, okay? The book was a good distraction. Thank you, Jesus, for the liberal Zambian pharmacy that gave me hefty pain medication to get the flight back. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, that the kid's trip wasn't impacted by my injury. Thank you, God, that it's a bit better today. Thank you, God, that I can afford to see a physio. Thank you, God, for a full night's sleep. Thank you, God, that this isn't permanent. Thank you, God, for giving me a compassion I've not had before for people in chronic pain. Thank you, God, for that even though this hasn't been an instant healing at all, all health and healing is from you. Thank you, God, that even though I'm in agony and this pain hasn't gone away, in Christ you have already given me more than anything I ever could have asked for or deserved. When it comes to giving thanks, we have to be those who are willing to see the super in the natural, all right? You know, all the testimonies this morning, okay, all the testimonies this morning, pretty much, um, other than uh, um, Linda praying for people, could have, could, could have happened totally by coincidence or by natural healing, right, From a, to an outside observer. I'm not saying that's what happened, just saying you could look at it that way. But you know what? We are a people who see the super in the natural, we're the people who see God in everything that's happening. We're the people who give God glory and thanks 
for the things that happen every day. And you know what? We're the ones that are right. <laughs> we're the, when we see that, we're actually right. <laughs> We understand that God isn't separate from his creation, that spiritual things and physical things aren't separate. But God came into creation and became a man and a person and he touched things and he felt things and he experienced things in the same way that we do. And the two aren't disconnected. And so we're the ones that are right when we recognise, thank you Lord, that the rain that is pouring on my head even though I forgot to bring a coat out with me is from you. That it's watering the food that I'm going to eat that it's blessing somebody, that God, without this, Lord, the world wouldn't survive and thrive, Lord. You're good. You're great in all circumstances. And so this week, I'd like like to try this. Any little thing that goes well, thank God. Anything. God, thank you that when I turn the light switch on, the lights came on. Thank you, Lord. On payday, I got paid. Every little thing that goes right, thank him for it. Everything that's an inconvenience, thank God for the way he got around it. Or thank God that he gave you the patience to get through it. (laughs) And this is something really practical I would like you to do. And you may have already done this or you may not have. But I'd like you to think about this week the hardest thing that is going on in your life. And find things to give God thanks for in the midst of it. You'll notice in my list, at no point did I ever give God thanks for the pain. Okay? I never thanked him for the situation I was in, okay, because the situation was grim and horrible, okay? But there's lots of things along that route as Debbie and Linda and, um, uh, and Cindy testified to this morning where you can pick out things that I can give God thanks for in the midst of everything that's going on that's rubbish. And you know what? You will feel so much better if you do that it's just a side benefit okay but you will just feel so much better and it will make you so much happier to be thankful (laughs) being thankful actually when you practice it is so much easier than being miserable (laughs) it's so powerful so powerful last thing is this I've been really challenged recently by a phrase that God put into my mind to develop holy distractions in my life okay There's lots of scriptures that encourage us to think or consider God in all of his ways. So Psalm 63 talks about thinking about him during the night. Um, Colossians 3 talks about our mind uh, on the thing, uh, putting our mind on things above. Psalm 1 talks about meditating on God's law day and night. Philippians 4 talks about setting our minds on good and lovely things. But honestly, what takes up a lot of my thoughts is the day-to-day normal things of life. And that's fine. That's okay. It's all right that when I'm driving, I focus on driving. That's fine. That's good, I would argue. But I constantly need to bring my mind back to the Lord. I constantly need to create space to think about him. And the majority of my space in the day now gets taken up with this distraction. I, th- I genuinely thought to myself the other day to show that I'm not immune from these things as well. Gosh, I, I've, re- I, like, in a, in a more than usual way, was just filling every, like, every moment with doing something. I was filling every moment with doing something. And it wasn't even useful stuff <laughs> all the time either. 
but I was just filling every space in my brain with some sort of input, some sort of distraction. And I was really challenged by that, really challenged by that, because it's in those moments where we can just lift our heart to the Lord in the middle of the day, where we've just got a second to just think about him. That's where we really, we get to experience beautiful moments of his presence together, or on our own, sorry. Because we talk about the presence of God a lot, but the predominant time we talk about the presence of the Lord is in a setting like this. Music's playing, songs are being sung, and we're coming into the presence of the Lord. And that's true, and it's good, and it's right, but it can create an idea and a a mindset where we don't think that unless the music's playing, unless there's a band there, that we're coming into the presence of the Lord. But that's just not true at all. You know, even in this moment right now, if we just turn our hearts, turn our minds to the Lord, to just think about him, to just consider the fact that we are breathing, that we are alive, that we are, we, in him we move and have our being, whether you feel anything or not, you're acknowledging right now the presence of God. You're acknowledging him. And you know what? As you do that, then you'll want to just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that I'm breathing. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've given me. Lord, as I'm just turn my attention to you, I've just thought of this person, and Lord, I just want to pray for them. And it doesn't matter whether I feel anything, because it's just true. Facts are my friends. Okay, and the fact is, the presence of the Lord is all around me. And so I want to train myself to recognize him and to enjoy him, and to let my soul be refreshed by him. And that did me far more good than checking what people had put on Instagram. Just in that few moments, a few seconds. And so, just practically for me this week, what I've been doing is training myself that every time I reach for my phone and I pick it up, I will stop and I'll just thank the Lord. And then it might be, because I use this for a lot of useful things, that I need to carry on with what I'm doing because I need to do what I'm doing. Or, do you know what? I found a better distraction, a holy distraction, than what I was going to look at otherwise. That's not something you have to do. But what I would encourage you to do this week is to think about how can I begin to train my mind to think about the Lord more regularly? How can I train myself to just acknowledge him in all that I'm doing. This is why giving thanks before a meal is so important. Yeah. It's really simple, and it's, and it's something so just part of what you probably do, or seems so religious that you've never really done it. <laughs> but it, it's actually just a wonderful thing just to acknowledge the plate of food in front of me, it's all from the Lord. Yeah. And you can see very obviously how this then ties in with giving thanks in all circumstances. But they're just three things that I'm doing recently, God's been speaking to me about, that I hope will be a blessing to you and helpful to you, a challenge to you. But I really believe it's just time to prepare ourselves again. It's just time to prepare ourselves again and to represent ourselves to the Lord again. And just to say, Lord, whatever is coming over the next few months from the word, Lord, I want to be changed by it. I want to be moved in degrees by it. That, Lord, my whole heart is yours. 
And you might do this all the time. You might do this every day. You might have done this this morning. Wonderful. Or you might not have done this for a while, but there's something that we should never, ever get tired of, which is just recommitting ourselves to the Lord again. Because it's every day we're supposed to pick up our cross, right? This is a, a minimum daily activity <laughs> that we can enjoy. So if you've already done this today, we can do it again. But I just believe if we're those people who refuse to settle, who keep pressing on, that are willing to, be, that are willing to fight to give thanks in every circumstance and those who will turn our minds to the Lord and be those who are going to be distracted by his beauty and his presence and his wondrous, wondrous presence that is with us and around us at all times, and they're people that will live full of the Spirit and God can use in lots and lots of different circumstances, just like Linda described this morning. (coughs) If I was in that circumstance, would I have been doing what Linda did Or would I have thought to myself, I am so annoyed (laughs) that I'm in here for no reason and completely missed the opportunity. But I just want to be aware of God in all circumstances. I made the most of living with him in this life right now. Amen? Amen. Amen. So if you'd like to do that, I'm just going to pray. You can just close your eyes. Say this in your own heart. But Lord Jesus, I want to thank you that you are the I am that you are the one who is in and through and to all things, that you are God everything. Lord, that you are majestic and magnificent, that you are everywhere, that you are all-knowing, that you are all-powerful, that you are the I am, that words would fail us to try and describe you, but you are so good. And Lord, that is the, the God this morning who we want to lift our hands and commit ourselves to again, to say, Lord, we are yours And Lord, would you help us to just see any area where we've settled, any area where we need to pack up camp and get moving again. Lord, would you help us to move by degrees? Would you help us to move forward in all that you've got for us? And Lord Jesus, over these next few months, as the word is brought to us, Lord, as we begin to build and build and build on what you have to say to us, Lord, would you help us to be responsive, to say yes to you in all that you want to do in us and through us? Lord, would you help us to be thankful And Lord, would you help us to be aware of the incredible privilege that we have, that you are with us at all times, in all things, in all places, that you never leave us or forsake us. And Lord, would you give us just beautiful moments, just acknowledging who you are and great encounter and experience with you in the everydayness of life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.